Welcome to the official podcast of the Fantasy Football League, Glittergate. Embrace the sparkle. For your listening pleasure, here's your host, Murphy Rule. Today is Thursday, October 13th, and this was your Week 5 matchups in Glittergate, the League. We begin with Murphy matching up with Tank. Tank's old hoe was a bitch, but his young hoe is cool as he puts up 11 points in an overall shitty week for kickers. Justin Sherbert was ice cold, throwing for five touchdowns and breaking my hopes and dreams. Ch-ch-change is 138, Murphy's football team 126. Next, we have the Daniel Bowl as Dehan matches up with Post. Saquon Brakely fucked up his ankle and it swelled to the size of a ball, but Jalen squirts all over Dehan and leaves Post very happy and in need of a cigarette. Baby Hand's performance was so bad, I won't even mention it. Except for right there. It hurts when I bark. 104, return of the C Mac, 38. Next, we move to Zach and Trey where Adam was not feeling it this week as he put up only five points for Trizzy Trey. But that was nothing, as Clyde got injured and couldn't even break three points. Not to be outdone, AJ Green throws up a stinker and only puts up 1.8. I'm feeling my homes, 151, a brown Mini Cooper car, 110. Next, we have Corey matching up with Birch, where LaVisca should not be started as he only got one catch and a whopping six fantasy points for Corey. Bobby Trees showed up and burned it down with Birch as he had 12 catches and 150 yards in the win. One Yeti's attack, 168, Dak and Yellow, 119. We move to Mitch matching up with Chad, where Tom Buckin' Brady confirmed that he is not human as he has another five touchdown game, most of them to Antonio Brown. The only possible chance Chad could have had is if he got a whole lot more points from DJ. The trade changers, 157, a bit more chubby, 125. And finally, our matchup of the week, the Booty Bowl. Tweezy versus Brando. Knox Knox, who's there? Just 117 yards and a touchdown from Brandon's tight end. Cortland, let's give him something to talk about, scores up a whopping 21 fantasy points, and Tweezy drops his booty, 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 rocking everywhere. Tweezy BBC times two, 175, but fucking baby hand, 143. Hello, everyone, and welcome into Glittergate, the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Murphy, checking in with you guys. Week 5 was a good one, unless, of course, you were a kicker. This may have been statistically the worst week ever for kickers in the NFL. We saw a whopping 24 missed kicks this week alone, and that's 12 extra point attempts and another 12 missed field goal attempts. If there are any kicker supporters out there, that may be a good time for you to speak up and defend your craft. I'm going to leave the floor open. Hey, guys. This is Curtis Brown, a.k.a. Elite Kicker Analyst. Team name, I'm feeling my arms. Currently in first place. Projected to win every championship out there, including the leagues I'm not a part of, because my team is just that damn good, okay? Wild card, bitches! I'm one of those guys who eats, sleeps, and breeds kickers. And sometimes I do other stuff, too. But that's neither here nor there. Anyways, as you know, 
I'm here to talk to you about the god-awful showing of kickers around the NFL from this past week. You know, out of all the kicks that were taken, which I think were, I don't even know, there were many. There were 12 extra points that were missed, okay? An extra point should be like a gimme. You know, from an elite kicker analyst perspective, you don't miss that, okay? You miss that and your family will, you know, give you away to another family if they're willing to take you. You know, if there was one game that I could pick to just sum up this weekend and how the atrocious kicking, it would have to be, and I know everybody knows what game I'm talking about. If you don't, you live under a rock. You probably don't, but I just wanted to say that. Anyways, it's the Green Bay Packers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Mason Crosby had made 27 field goals, 27 straight field goals coming into the afternoon. With both teams tied at 22, with only 2 minutes and 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter, Crosby, on a go-ahead 37-yard field goal attempt, knocked a little 7-pound 8-ounce baby unconscious. It was shanked so bad. I mean, the baby was sitting on that 20-yard line. We don't have any more developments on the baby. But our hearts go out to the family. What an absolute monster Mason Grubby is. He should be a shit. Then, Evan McPherson missed a go-ahead of his own from 57 yards away. After a quick beep-bop-boop from Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams to get into field goal position, Crosby had another chance to be a hero. But guess what? Yeah, you guessed it. He missed from 51 yards away to push the game into overtime. Then, McPherson got yet another opportunity at a game winner, which was a roller coaster ride in and of itself, okay? Kick went up, faded left, and rode the wind indicator flag like a pigskin and a blanket all the way home to no good land. Meanwhile, McPherson is celebrating in jubilation, thinking he just won the game, but little did he know the eyes of a trillion galaxies cringed at the thought of celebrating a missed field goal. Like, how dare you, you sacrilegious elite kicker. Of course, you know, Deanne would, uh, would have McPherson on his team because uh, McPherson had a total of zero points. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> Crasby would go on to kick the game winner from 49, down, 49 yards out to steal the deal for the Packers. At that point, Cincinnati was just happy to go home. Overall, it was an atrocious day for professional kickers in the NFL. And probably the saddest day for me, an elite kicker enthusiast and analyst, in the history of my life. I feel lied to. I feel cheated. And I feel downright disgusting. But as Daddy says, life goes on and we live to kick another day. But that's all the laces in and laces out information I got for you guys today. Back to you, Murphy. Justin Tucker. Wow, 
so that was some interesting analysis, but I, I dig the name, so I guess this will be a recurring segment. Laces in, laces out. Cool. Uh, moving on. Now, we also had a bit of history this week as Dehan what had what may have been the worst fantasy week that I have ever seen in my decade plus of playing fantasy football. Uh, he dropped an abysmal 38 points, and that's that's total. That's not just one player. That is total for his entire team. You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. Uh, the only two players to score over four and a half points were Kyler Murray and Hunter Renfro, and they both had pretty shitty games as well. I think Kyler only put up like 13 points, and I know uh, Hunter Renfro put up less than 10. I think it was like eight or nine. Um, so he, he's definitely had a rough week, definitely go rough go of it so far this season. Uh, he's bit by the, the injury bug pretty bad right now. No Christian McCaffrey, no Chris Carson, no Julio, no Greg Kittle. That's like his first like four or five picks. Like just, that's just horrible fucking luck. Um, it, definitely a rough start to the season in 0-5. It's time to start turning around. I, I shake up your roster, make some trades, do what you got to do. Uh, best of luck, baby hand, but that's that's a rough week. Uh, but congrats, I guess, on, on the record. Not really a good one. Of course, I'd be leaving out a key part of our league if I didn't at least touch on the Booty Bowl, uh, our matchup of the week, and for obvious reason, both both Mike T and Brandon put up top scores this week. Mike dropped 175 points right in Brando's lap, but Brandon still put up 145 points. It was a great matchup. Um, when it comes to the Booty Bowl, we, we know that Tweezy doesn't fuck around. Uh, he improves his Booty Bowl record to 2-1 and one against Brandon. Uh, for those that are unfamiliar, we do have a quick word from our current Booty Bowl champion. Um, go ahead and listen and be enlightened. You know, the the, the Booty Bowl came out of uh, a random comment at a poker table, you know, where just flippant remark, you know, talking about some, some past things that, that it happened, you know, talking about out here the fact that supposedly I was out in the streets butt-fucking a bunch of randos. And, you know, the wife overheard that. Didn't go over too well. So that shit got brought up a couple weeks later. And, uh, you know, it was uh, not a pleasant conversation to to have. You know, you can't have your wife out here thinking that you're, you know, slinging dick in the streets. And so the rivalry was born, you know, really, really, really took it to him in that booty bowl the first year got just the tip the second year but you know this year probably one of the best moments in sports ever to ever happen happened you know you you take somebody who's having a phenomenal week you know putting up points on the board teams delivering and you really hold them down and assault their back hole you know you really fuck them through the mattress and into the carpet. You know, you blow out that carpet pad and put them on that hardwood, that really nice hardwood that somebody covered up in carpet, and you just fuck them into that. And when you destroy somebody's hole and their soul like that, it's it's one of the most exhilarating feelings that you can feel. Like, I was... I was fully wrecked for about four hours after I saw that final score posted up. So I, 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 and it wasn't because, you know, I was wore out or anything like that. It was just, I was so exhilarated to have destroyed him like that. And so the booty bowl means a lot to me. Frankly, I don't, I don't, I don't ever plan on making it to the championship every single year, but I, I plan for this one week. 
Wow, some wonderful words from our resident BBC. It's pretty hard to follow that up, so I'm just going to go ahead and move on into news and notes. Starting with the waiver report, we had Mitch use his second waiver priority claim to snag Dalton Schultz. Uh, Birch probably made one of the smarter waiver moves in advance, uh, went ahead and used his third waiver priority to snag Kadarius Toney, a receiver for the Giants, who had a a coming-out game this past Sunday. Um, so nice job there, Birch. Uh, we did have some trades that take place this week. The first trade took place between myself and Mitch. This took place towards the end of last week, right after the Thursday game. So none of us got the players until uh, going up this week. Uh, but I got Calvin Ridley and Daryl Henderson in exchange for Miles Sanders and Keenan Allen. Overall, pretty even trade. I'm just happy that I had a chance to upgrade my running backs. Miles Sanders was just not doing it for me this year. Um, and I, I took the no running back approach, so it's it's pretty useful for me to get a running back like Henderson. Brandon and Tank also had a trade go through where Tank acquired Elijah Mitchell in exchange for Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox had a, had a great game. Elijah Mitchell looks like he's pretty much going to be the, the main back in the San Francisco backfield, so that's a pretty good swap between the two of them. Uh, we did have a third trade. This is a pretty recent one. just took place this past Tuesday. Uh, this one's between Dehan and Chad. Chad gets Jalen Waddell and Matthew Stafford, and Baby Hand goes ahead and acquires Joe Burrow and Brandon Cooks. Uh, that's about all I have for you guys this week. As always, I appreciate you guys for listening. Go ahead and please like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment if you like the podcast. If you don't, you can just go ahead and screw right off. As always, have a good week. Good luck next week, and embrace the sparkle, bitches. I'm out.